Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama. Now your host, Timothy George. Welcome to today's Beeson Podcast, where we're coming to you today from Providence, Rhode Island, where there is the annual meeting of the Evangelical Theological Society. This is a gathering of several thousand scholars. All of the biblical theological disciplines come together to hear papers, to make presentations. And so we're here, and I'm taking advantage of this because I have with me three friends, all of whom have a special connection to Beeson Divinity School, all of whom are scholars in their own right, and all of whom teach now at the same university. That's kind of unusual. So I'm going to ask each one of them to introduce themselves and not to say a little bit more about them. I'm Tony Shute, and I'm at California Baptist University. I teach church history. I'm associate dean of the School of Christian Ministries. I'm Jeff Mooney. I teach at California Baptist University, and I teach Old Testament interpretation and theology. I'm Todd Bates, and I teach at California Baptist University and teach philosophy and apologetics. Now, I just want to take the moment to say California Baptist University is a beautiful place. I've been there a couple of times, great campus, great faculty, wonderful students, some of whom have trickled all the way from California to Alabama. They've become students at Beeson Divinity School. We love our CBU students, as we call them. And you guys have been their teachers, their mentors in many ways. But I want to talk about how you got to know each other. And all three of you are graduates of Beeson Divinity School. How did that happen? Well, Todd was there first. We'll start with Todd. You were the first student of the four that were there. Yeah, so I showed up on campus and actually took classes during the summer and fell in love with the place immediately. Now, you graduated in 1995. 1995, yes, indeed. And then Tony and I met, I believe, in the Baptist Distinctives class or the Church History class. Right. And just really developed a a good friendship from the get-go. So the three of us were friends back then. We knew each other. You knew each other when you were at Beeson. Right. I think I took Hebrew with Tony. Right. And that, I think I actually might have taken an apologetics class with Todd. Indeed. Who, Alan, right. Alan Carter. Yeah. And uh, it was my very first semester. I was mortified <laughs> because my past was not stellar with regard to being a student. So yeah. <laughs> I was terrified of being right. in class again. So I enjoy telling people I knew Jeff Mooney before he knew Hebrew. <laughs> and he retorts by saying, and Tony still doesn't. <laughs> His Bible's in great <laughs> shape. <laughs> it's in really great shape. <laughs> so now that was an interesting time in the history of Beeson because uh, I, I think our chapel was must have been brand new. We dedicated it in 1995, so right. just when you were coming, Todd. So it was a, a different and exciting time in the life of the school. I was a part of the dedication process. Uh, I was the vice president of the student body, where, and Greg Morrison was president. And so we had a big hand in just being able to, to have access to all those dedication ceremonies throughout the throughout the week. It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. If I can say this with affection towards the students who are at Beeson now, the three of us went to Beeson for the right reason. We mm. went for the faculty, and we, we made the trek across campus to the building. Yeah. So we inherited the beauty, but we had the faculty. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's now right. you have the faculty right. and the beauty. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Very well put, Tony. Now, I, I want to focus on your experience at Beeson and kind of how you look back on it now, but 
Let's say a word about CBU. I've already mentioned what a beautiful campus it is. That's where each of you is teaching now. How did the three of you end up at the same university? And by the way, we have a fourth Beeson grad who's right. also there, Danny it's Blair. Right. Danny Blair. Right. So there are four of you. I think that's more than any other school for Beeson grads to be teaching at. Yeah, so how'd that happen? Well, I came, I came to Cal Baptist <laughs> in 2003, and uh, I was there to teach church history. And uh, we were still looking for an Old Testament professor the year I came. So after I was hired, we were looking for someone else to teach Old Testament. I can tell you where I was standing at when the dean at the time, Dan Wilson, came to me and said, here's an applicant uh, from Beeson Divinity School, Jeff Mooney. Do you know him? (laughs) I said, I know him, and we need to hire him. He is that guy. He is the person (laughs) we need to hire for this position. And so I took the lead on calling Jeff, and uh, Jeff and I talked on the phone. We had him out there, and as soon as we had Jeff out there, we knew he was the guy we wanted to hire. Todd is a different story. Todd was hired twice. <laughs> and uh, some, some people come to the kingdom, you know, yeah, kicking, yeah. kicking and screaming. So, so does that mean you were hired, fired, and then rehired? <laughs> yeah. It just means Southern California is a scary place. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff and I were working uh, at Cal Baptist together. We were hiring for a philosophy position. And uh, Todd and I had, had kept in touch over the years. And uh, I think Todd's one of the smartest guys I know. And I said, Todd is the guy we need for this position. Mm. And so we invited Todd to come out and, and uh, interview for the position. He did. He was offered the position, but he really wasn't done where he was serving at at the time. So with, with integrity, he had to decline the offer that we made. And uh, I can tell a story about Todd, too, here that he may remember. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we did not hire that year for, for the philosophy position. In fact, we were looking for uh, two positions the, the, the following year. Right. And uh, I remember where I was. I was, I was interviewing uh, a person for this position, and it just didn't go well. And I walked back to my office, and I thought, I wish Todd would have taken this position. I get to my office, and on my phone, there's a message from Todd. Is the offer still good? <laughs> Literally, waiting, waiting uh, for us to how answer about that it? call. And so we, we you know, he had to go through the process again, but he, he earned it. He earned so it the timing twice. was just right. 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 Yeah, so yeah, providential, you might and say. Said, absolutely. And, and Danny came, too. Um, I was teaching at a... We were actually looking at a position right. that, that didn't quite fit Danny, but he gave right. him some interest in coming. Right. And uh, I went to teach for him at his church in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. And while he was there, we were talking about deaf ministry, because yeah. he's very, very involved in that. And uh, he had done the research on California. There's a, there's a large population of people that need that ministry. And so we just brought Danny out in another school, hired him at, at Cal Baptist mm-hmm. Arts and Sciences. We should say, out. also, your provost has connections to Sanford University. Yeah, Chuck he, Sands. Yeah. Yes, Chuck was a, a member, mm-hmm. I, I believe, of the uh, education school, maybe, uh, at, at uh, Sanford before he came to CBU. Mm-hmm. So we're well represented out right. there. Right. Yeah. So is it fair to call us Beeson West? <laughs> Chris Morgan has been out to Beeson to speak a few yeah. times. He calls yeah. us Beeson West just, just in jest. Right. right. We, we, wear, we wear it like a badge, though. Yes, yeah. indeed. Now I want to ask each of you to reflect just briefly about how Beeson, your experience as a student at Beeson, has prepared you for what you're doing now in your academic career mm-hmm. and in your ministry also. Right. Well, sitting in a coffee area, drinking uh, coffee with students from all different denominations really shaped how I approached ideas. Mm-hmm. And so you're dealing with people who have very strong positions on the same ideas you do, but very different positions. And mm-hmm. so you learn how to navigate some very serious questions in a loving, charitable manner. 
and that has shaped me more deeply than just about anything else uh, in my education process. So Beeson was very formative. A lot of students say this, that it's the interdenominational character, the fact that we come from different streams of the Christian faith, but we find a community together at Beeson, and that does have a forming influence. Yes, it does. So, that's so a good... we, we have imbibed Timothy George uh, to our marrow. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I would say the same thing. I, I, I would put it that I am more definitively Baptist because of Beeson Divinity School, um, and yet with this uh, sort of Catholic charity uh, that uh, I thought always was representative of the school. And so um, I, I think that that even stretches on into the, the church that I, I'm at as well. And you're a pastor too, I'm right? I'm a pastor as well, yeah. And, and I think that you, you could look at that church and, and feel a sense of... Um, the sort of Catholicity and, and but but various definitive Baptist uh, you know you know kind of a disposition uh, from the school that all really emerged out of my time at Beeson. Yeah, and I would add to that interdenominational spirit, the, the Catholic spirit that, that makes us all um, appreciate our tradition better. And on top of that, believing the Bible is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So I came to Beeson in part because I read an article by you lest we forget, mm-hmm. and it said in there that we will consider any argument, we will read any book, we were not afraid of anything, you said at Beeson, but we do believe every miracle in the Bible actually happened, as it mm-hmm. says, everything mm-hmm. the Bible says is true. Mm-hmm. And that told me there was a commitment to God's word that also does not come with being completely defensive mm-hmm. and, and just giving shallow answers to serious mm-hmm. questions. And I think in California, when you have people who aren't largely Baptist by nature and who are skeptical by nature, it's helpful to have a university where we can talk about the Bible from a confessional standpoint. Mm-hmm. We believe the Bible to be true, but we also know people have real questions, mm-hmm. and they don't come with their questions the same way they do in the South. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think Beeson prepared us in many ways for mm-hmm. the context we're in there. Now, you've yeah. touched on something I want to ask you because California is not Alabama. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you're in a very different context, yes. as you're saying, Tony. What's that like? Uh, you, all of you were trained in the South. Are you from the South? All mm-hmm. of you? You're from Georgia. Alabama. 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 So you're all Southern guys out there in California, which we think of. You know, there's discussion now about cutting California <laughs> off <laughs> and making it its own republic. And sadly, if it were a vote, I think we would. Yeah. <laughs> I think there would be there, there would be a fairly large percentage yeah. of the state, that and I don't mean yeah. I don't mean California seceding. I mean the rest of America. <laughs> <laughs> pushing pushing yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. So, but so, California is a great place to live if you don't watch the news. Mm. Right. So all yeah. the all the hype is one thing. I get that, and politics is one thing. Yeah. I get that. But people are people, mm. and I think Beeson prepared us to to engage people first, mm. and not to categorize people, not to pigeonhole people but to treat them as people made in the image of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we do that well at Cal Baptist. Right. And they have genuine questions. As Tony mm-hmm. was mentioning, that I'll have all sorts of students in my classroom, uh, many of which have never really engaged Christianity at a deep level. Mm-hmm. So to be able to bring these very Christian ideas to them, biblically rooted in an engaging manner, they are just really pleased with what they're hearing. So mm-hmm. you, you really get to interact with people who are almost completely ignorant of Christianity. And so yeah. that can be good and bad, but it's a, it's a fun mm-hmm. a fun place to be. But even even California has a strong evangelical tradition. So there's a rich oh, yeah. history of evangelicalism yeah. in, right. in California. We'll try anything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and so to have, a, to have a place where we can actually have the freedom yeah. to, to come out of the constraints of, of just being purely Baptist, only mm-hmm. Baptist, mm-hmm. I think. We're all committed Baptists. 
but we have an evangelical spirit to us that I think engages our students well. And, and you edited a book, Tony, uh, Why We Belong, right. which kind of encapsulates in some ways what we're talking about. It came out of Beeson. Well, say a word about that book. It's a very wonderful book. When, when I went to Beeson, I, I was touched by the fact that you could have godly, believing Christians who still stayed committed to their denomination. And yet in the classroom and in the halls of Beeson, everyone worked together. So it was never siloed. We were never isolationists trying to prove our point. The Why We Belong book was basically a way of uh, Chris Morgan, Robert Peterson, and I edited the book. You contributed a chapter, Why I'm a Baptist and an Evangelical. And as I was teaching uh, Baptist history and church history, Cal Baptist, I said, here are students who want to know why can't we just be Christian? Mm. Why do we have to have a label beside our name? And California is rich with inter or or rather non-denominationalism. So Mm -hmm. let's just be Christians. Let's just read the Bible. Well, you taught me in church history. That's been tried before. Mm. And eventually it winds up becoming a denomination. So the book, Why We Belong, is why we belong to Christ first. We are Christians first. Why we belong to our denominations also, but why we also belong to each other. Mm. And so you wrote a chapter, Why I'm a Baptist and an Evangelical. Gerald Bray Mm -hmm. wrote, Why I'm an Anglican and an Evangelical. So that really came out of our, our, our time at Beeson together. And there were Presbyterians and Lutherans and right. several other denominations represented in that book. Exactly. Uh, it's kind of a personal manifesto, a, a confessional right. approach to, to this issue. And what, what made it slightly unique was it wasn't Timothy George saying, why I'm a Baptist, and Gerald Bryce saying, why you're wrong. Mm. We let the story, you, you told your story, this is why I'm a Baptist. He told his story, this is why I'm Anglican. Doug Sweeney, this is why I'm Lutheran. And we let the reader decide instead of trying to pile on someone and say, here's where you're wrong. Yeah. Now, uh, who was your favorite teacher at no. BC? <laughs> Dean George. Yeah, right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> now, name two, and the dean is not uh, in the running. <laughs> Ken Matthews. And um, second place would uh, have to go to Gerald Bray. Yeah, uh, indeed. Just because of the stories. Yeah. It's just because of just the way you interacted in class. It was... Uh, I'm, Absolutely hysterical. And when you were at Beeson, Gerald was a fairly new faculty member for us. He hadn't been there too many years. No, 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 he was. Yeah, in fact, I was there when he was trying to get car insurance. (laughs) And he he called me on an elevator one time, and he said, do you have insurance? And I said, said, wait, yeah, of course I've got insurance. He goes, he says, well, this is how much... I've got to pay for insurance. I said, well, what are you driving? He goes, well, it's not a plane. <laughs> I, just, uh, I was really fun to watch him try to settle in to, to the yeah. United States. How about you, Tom? So I, I would say Ken Matthews also because I came to Beeson um, wanting to study Old Testament. Mm. And then as I, as I thought more about, I'll be reading the Bible anyway as a Christian. I want to see who I'm reading the Bible with. I began leaning towards mm-hmm. church history, but Ken Matthews was sort of the magnet. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, Ken Matthews' class on Genesis was a test case. I, I didn't know much about Beeson. Uh, I did know uh, from previous experience that the Baptists disagreed about the Bible. And so I thought, I'll take a Genesis class my first semester there, and then I'll know if Beeson is really on the up and up about believing the Bible. Mm. And boy, did he believe it. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody who's had him for a class can say this. It wasn't just his teaching. It was his praying in class that that really drew you into uh, the classroom. Mm -hmm. A very godly man and a deep scholar. His two volumes on Genesis, I think, are classic. And and Jeff and I actually had our first role in in publishing. Yeah, we edited edited the Hebrew for Genesis, the, the first volume. And uh, and then Tony Tony had a bigger hand in it, but Ken was so gracious to uh, was. to ask us to help. Right, right. Yeah. I just felt I felt like I was walking on uh, cloud nine when, uh, that the day he asked me. And so yeah, I don't want to say second place because this is not second place. But Ken Matthews was sort of my test case. 
And Richard Wells oh, was yes. the one who yeah. launched me off because I was looking at a doctoral program, and I took a hermeneutics course with Dr. Wells, and he used uh, Grant Osborne's hermeneutical spiral. Yeah. And that, that told me that Trinity cared as much about the Bible as Beeson did. Yeah, so that's where you do your Ph.D. I did my Ph.D. And, there. But Richard yeah. Wells was the one who taught the class. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was his connection there that I thought, well, he, he really is uh, influential in my life. One of the most versatile faculty members. I mean, he could teach anything. <laughs> he, was, right. he, he taught counseling. That His right. degree from Baylor, Ph.D., was in counseling, I think, and psychology. But then he taught New Testament. He taught hermeneutics. He, you know, he could just cover the field. And I think he was trying to get a second Ph.D. Yeah. While he was there. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was yeah. 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 literature yeah. and all that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant guy. How about you, Todd? I think Joe Bray has to, has to <laughs> yeah. be the top. Just his, his handling of ideas, again, in theology and yeah. philosophy is and just the way he handled the, yeah. the whole history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Richard Wells, I yeah. playing basketball. Yeah. I spent many hours on the basketball court with Richard. He played basketball and he drank coffee. I remember that. More coffee and more <laughs> yeah. basketball. Yeah. But he, but in, in, in the top of that, he really produced a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just the building of the community outside of the classroom that matters yeah. a lot to the formation, spiritual formation. So it's not simply in the classroom that shaped yeah. us at Beeson. It was also what went on outside the classroom. So you won't let us say this. But we have to say something about you. Oh, absolutely. Is, but you are the reason we came to Beeson ultimately. Right. Yeah. And, no and you left the impression on our hearts as we left Beeson ultimately. Well, thank you, Tony. I tell people all the time that you will forever be my dean because um, during my time at Beeson, I was in a, a really, really horrible church situation. I don't even know if you remember doing this, but you would periodically put Martin Luther's pastoral letters in my box. And it meant everything to me. Yeah. It, it was it, it was the only pastoring at times I got. In fact, I've, I've told my students the reason I became an academic. I'm the opposite of most Baptists that that are in Alabama who believe academics don't buy into Christianity and the Bible, and that the sort of itinerant evangelists might. And, and for me, it was the the most honest and authentic Christians I knew were all academics, and they were the ones pastoring me. And so, in my mind, it was I was running for the light uh, when I went for my PhD. <laughs> and so, but uh, you'll always uh, you always have a, a deep uh, place Thank in you. my heart, not just as my dean, but in some regards as pastor. Thank you, Jeff. And I, I'm not done. I want to speak about you as well. Yeah, you spent when I first visited Beeson. Beeson was the last on my list. I actually went as a um, favor to my pastor, who was strongly encouraging me to take a look at it. So I went, okay, just for that. But I had lots of questions. It was in a really interesting time in Southern Baptist life. And you spent about an hour of time with a young, budding pastor who didn't know the right questions to ask, much less a good answer. And you just gently took me through and talked about the the beauties of Southern Baptist, the beauties of what Beeson offers. And I will never forget that. Well, that is that is why we are at Beeson. I don't remember anything you all have told, but I don't deny it. Now, you know, I always ask this question, who's your favorite teacher, when I talk to our alums. And one name that you all haven't mentioned, because you didn't have him, but a lot of students will mention his name is Dr. Robert Smith, Jr. Mm-hmm. Because he right. came after right. your time right. as a student. He teaches preaching, right. of course, for us. But a whole faculty are named. I mean, Frank Thielman is another right. name. Oh, yeah. So many of those yeah. faculty uh, will be brought back in conversation at had a formative influence on students. I think that's one of the unique things about Beeson is that we're small enough as a community that we're we're trying to be intentional about mm-hmm. relationships, about uh, following uh, uh, God's call on your life in terms of that dynamic of interpersonal 
conversation. I think that still is the, the case at Beeson Divinity School. Now, I want to ask you the question, you know, all academic institutions are into assessment. We kind of have to be because of accreditation. That's one of the requirements. And so one of the ways of assessing what we do is to ask our students who graduated, as the three of you have, looking back now, talk about your experience and what could we do better? What might be improved? Now, you all have been back to Beeson from time to time, so you have some idea kind of how we've grown and evolved over the years since you were students. What would you say, What, what looking to the future, how can Beeson do a better job of fulfilling our mission which is to prepare God-called men and women for the service of the church. How can we do that better, more faithfully? Well, this, this is not a critique because when we do send students to Beeson, I always ask, is it true what I told you? Because I, we haven't been there in a long time as students. We're now recommending you to go there. But is it true what I told you? Do they care about you? Are they committed to God's word? Do you get a pastoral flavor to every class you're taking? And they all say yes. It's mm-hmm. still true. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed, though, by the way, this was a brochure I recently saw. It said, being Baptist at Beeson. And I think that's important. You have more and more uh, uh, emphasis on, again, non-denominationalism, mere mm-hmm. Christianity. And I do think it's important to remain committed to the Baptist story, mm-hmm. the Baptist roots mm-hmm. that we have in an interdenominational environment. So I, I will encourage Beeson students to enjoy the time they have there under their professors and also explore their own roots, their own tradition, even deeper while they're there. You know, just to illustrate your point, we've been this last semester dealing with the Reformation, the 500th mm-hmm. anniversary and all of that, and we've had different speakers, you know, Lutherans and Presbyterians, and our most recent speaker was Trevin Wax. Do you all know him? Yes. On what does being Baptist have to do with the Reformation? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a stream. We, you know, it's the stream from which many of us come, and we want to honor it mm-hmm. and learn from it and see how it fits into what God is doing uh, all over the Oikumene, the whole inhabited world. So what would you guys say? Kind of piggybacking on Tony, I think that's right. So we talk about mere Christianity, but Lewis had this idea that you can't stay in the hallway. Mm-hmm. You've got to be in mm-hmm. the rooms. And so the idea to avoid is that this somehow Catholicity means that we don't really belong, that we mm-hmm. remain in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I enjoyed about, and then as Tony mentioned, one of the things that y'all are doing better and better is reminding people about the rooms. So this mm-hmm. is where you actually put into practice what is taught in the hallway. Yeah. Since you all were there, uh, you mentioned Gerald Bray a couple of times. Of course, he's an Anglican, but we've had an increase in Anglican students mm-hmm. who come to Beeson. Mm-hmm. And we now have an Anglican Institute mm-hmm. at Beeson to help prepare these Anglicans for service in that particular uh, branch of God's family. And it's it's thriving. It's doing very well. So, I would also say that... Um, Particularly for Baptist kids, because uh, when we come, like when I came to Beeson, I just had this more sort of pop liturgy that I'd grown up with in my mind. I didn't know there was anything else. I didn't know the Baptists had done something else. And, and so I, I think I would tell people that my own experience felt like was really healthy by just saying, remain Baptist and turn around and look back a long way and recapture some of the things that uh you know, were, were so significant to, to so many other Baptists, uh, you know, before before our time. So the Center for Baptist Renewal, uh, which you and I mm-hmm. are involved with, I think that's that's a, that's one of their the points of their mission that's really, really great, is to just to get people to look backwards and not just simply be owned by, the, you know, kind of the pop liturgy. Yeah. I want to add one more thing, if I can. We've, we've said his name, but we haven't talked about him, Mr. Beeson. Mm-hmm. 
When I was a student at Beeson, I was grateful for the sacrifices he made. So one thing I would say is keep telling Mr. Beeson's story. Mm. Mm. This, this was somebody who was gifted and blessed by the Lord to, to make a, a, a lot of money. But his whole purpose in making that money was to give it back, to give it to the Lord. And as a student, I felt a special obligation to use my time wisely because somebody had invested in me and made it possible mm. to go to Beeson for very cheap. And I know m many people think Beeson doesn't need money anymore because Mr. Beeson gave it. But even as, as graduates, we should be giving to Beeson. Thank and as students, they should be giving their time to Beeson. Thank you, Tony. That's true. You know, you, I'm glad you mentioned Ralph Waldo Beeson, our founding benefactor. Mm -hmm. we, we exist as a school mm -hmm. to, in, in large measure because he had a vision for this and, mm -hmm. and provided resources for it uh, back in 1988. He gave us a, a charge also. He said, I want you to do three things. I, I want you to be uh, solidly grounded in the historic Christian faith. Mm -hmm. uh, be an evangelical school. That's the word he used in his will, although the word he would often use with me is orthodox. He said, <laughs> I want you to be an orthodox school. He, he, he meant committed to the historic Christian faith. Mm -hmm. right. and, and then he also wanted this school uh, to be interdenominational. So he set up these chairs that must be filled by scholars from different traditions. That's rather unique among mm -hmm. schools like ours. And then the third thing was to have a commitment to the world Christian mission, mm -hmm. to be global in our vision and in our outreach. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that's something that's important to you all and to where you're teaching. So say a little bit about that dimension, the global mission dimension of the Christian faith and uh, kind of how that plays out in your own ministry. Yeah, the, the um, it's played out most significantly in mine through Redeemer Baptist Church. We've sent probably close to thirty missionaries out full time. With, uh, well, uh, actually, good twenty five or so full time over the last five to ten years, and then uh, I do, I've lost count of how many journeymen and and small you know small missions groups. But it's a very natural uh, move to go from. A biblical theology to missions. Mm. Uh, and so while I, uh, I talk a great deal about uh, the global perspective, uh, particularly uh, traditional cultures and things like that perspective on Christianity and the Old Testament in particular, and class, the missional aspect of things has really fleshed itself out uh, in the local church for me. Wonderful. Well, California Baptist University is a great commission university. So mm -hmm. when Dr. Ellis came, that was his, his mission, was to make us a great commission university. We take students in from all over the world. That's intentional. We recruit from all over the world. Mm -hmm. We want people who've never heard of Christ to come to our school. Yeah. And whatever their gifted talents are, whether it's sports or education or anything else, we want them to be exposed to the gospel in every classroom, in every discipline. So that's not foreign to us. We, we, we took yeah. that from Beeson with us because that was part of the culture we were at then. Mm -hmm. Well, it's wonderful to see it being worked out. I've been talking today on the Beeson podcast to uh, three graduates of Beeson Divinity School. Uh, not in the very first class, but I'd say you're in the second level. Mm -hmm. You were yeah. all three graduates in the mid-90s, 95, 96, 97. Uh, you've gone on to be professors and authors of books and involved in so many ways in the Lord's work, uh, now out at California Baptist University. So I wonder, uh, we're about out of time, if you want to m make one final statement about your experience at Beeson or whatever you would say to our listeners uh, about that would be an encouragement to them. So Tony, we'll start with you. So for the students who are at Beeson now, I would say treasure the time that you have because every time I send a student from Cal Baptist to Beeson, I'm a little bit envious because they get to experience what I enjoyed so much. Uh, I would just echo that. I, I would say this is a very unique place 
and you get the opportunity in a lifetime to be in really unique situations, maybe once or twice. And so when, when you're there, just uh, drink it all up. Indeed. And as you're sitting in class, studying the great works, and you're preparing for exams, do not forget to step back and relish the time. It will pass soon enough, and just enjoy every moment there. Yeah. Amen. Thank all three of you. We are proud of you. We thank God for you and your wonderful work in ministry. And we want to keep these ties very strong with you and your alma mater, Beeson Divinity School. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. you. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast with host Timothy George. You can subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at our website, BeesonDivinity.com. Beeson Divinity School is an interdenominational evangelical divinity school training men and women in the service of Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast will aid and encourage your work, and we hope you will listen to each upcoming edition of the Beeson Podcast.